0: Okay. Oh Jesus. Okay. What's the date? Oh, it's the uh, June nineteenth. And I am getting so. Uh, all right, man. Okay. I know. Wasn't so strong on this. All right, I'm gonna try to contain myself. This podcast is probably only gonna be up for two days is going to get taken down really fast because this is just a phone line in the spirit right now but also releasing something that's um God's been showing me about something so memoirs of my life because the only people who are going to get to hear this this is going to be so dang specific that like I say every time these podcasts are not to go to a lot of people actually I've been deleting the ones with dates some of the people it's staying on their phone and soon when this fully happens, and my flip and release totally take place, I'm gonna be deleting all these podcasts, because this was not something that was to be, like, hugely broadcasted, what I've been doing the spirit, and the people that it did meet with opposition and triggering religious spirit, that was on purpose to expose, oh, to expose people who have such a hard time with me, what I do, what I sound, how I speak, that's between you and God, Uh, ah all right oh my god lord okay so last time people heard me i was dying and losing the worst i had ever been through everything that's been taking place and what god's been doing in my body and i will give this part that it has begun to release (sighs) and good lord this is gonna be messy i can't stop shaking good lord okay so I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna jump in to say at least what changed since the last time because I need to. I'm literally like holding a phone in the spirit. I freaking feel it, like look at me. Oh God, okay. <sighs> um After the last one, I said that I had been severely, severely sick, the sick as I've been. We're on 15 months of it. Completely hadn't left my apartment in a month. Like barely able to eat. The worst pain I'd ever felt. God prescribed me. Um, god prescribes me that just came out of my mouth oh man people who can't handle that one and think i needed to go to a doctor seems that there's a hierarchy doctor than the ones in medicine oh sorry this is just gonna fly this is just gonna fly who can't handle it because of my background and strongholds don't understand the truth about strongholds oh crap Ah. Ah. jesus seemed to have a little problem with the people with the religious minds that have opinions Oh out. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> All right. Hmm. My sensitivity to the spirit is at a level I've never experienced in my entire life. Like I get, it's like, I can't even rein myself in. <laughs> even when I try, I can't do it. I get so sort of taken over. <laughs> Man, God has an opinion to the judgment and the religion in the world that think fame and platforms are those who know God. He has a problem with that and the things are going to begin to change. And he used a little broken girl. shoots shoot, people couldn't understand. Oh, and judged me. Oh, just Wayne. Your beliefs aren't healing your ideas of scripture, your ideas of Jesus. Oh, my Lord. Oh, God. I had no warning of this one. I literally just woke up today and heard Idols of the Heart podcast. And I had to test it because I had thought God had told me the next podcast wasn't going to be until the healing fully flipped. So he just didn't let me know that there was going to be one in the middle because it was, I feel a two-week transition taking place in my body. So, oh goodness. Um, okay. I lost my hairband. It's no, it's, okay. it's just my hair. gets so in my face and it flew out. It's okay, okay. Um, so the last one, I was dying and Jesus prescribed me meds. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to know how many people out there would trust you heard from God and stand in something and believe that he was doing something outside of the box. And the people, even friends that I had that looked at me in doubt, but wouldn't say anything, wouldn't say anything. It's so interesting because they were the ones that knew God the most. They've been the ones in my life that knew God the most. And the people I can't tell are the people that knew God the most. The one person who believed in faith of what I was saying was taking place was the girl who I told got saved at the weirdest church ever, who had been in Witchcraft New Age. She listens to all these podcasts, so she's known I've talked about her before because she is an anomaly to me. She is an absolute beauty of what god's doing in her life and to see someone that came from all this stuff instantly delivered and saved By something that looks so against the world's system or the church's system. Something that looks so outside of the box that was really hard to comprehend that this is how God works. And this girl is one who goes for my podcast. She has more discernment than people who have been in the church for years. This girl has been saved like a year and a half. And she has messaged me and said, you know, after the first prophecy you gave me, I wanted, I would, I would want to ask you questions. But I felt I heard God saying, don't go to her, go to me. Oh my gosh a girl who didn't even know, wasn't even raised in this. She heard it when the Christians wouldn't stop coming to me for prophecies over God. Oh, and I, I texted her back. I was like, you seriously tripped me out. You have more discernment and you, like it's crazy what God's going to do to your life. You, She could sit through Jezebel messages and get insight. And so she, they FaceTimed me the other night and this was so God from like what I've gone through. And Scott was baptizing her. And while well, I get the text and I ran, I literally call the moment she's in the pool about to get baptized. And you can see me, because I saw the video of it. was holding me on FaceTime, you can hear me crying. And I'm like, oh, like, oh, it was like so, like, it was like, this is this is why I do what I do. I wanna see the soft hearts get touched, because the religious mind is the hardest mind to penetrate. It's the hardest mind to penetrate. Oh. Oh. And I go, someone like that. Guess what, Glenn? I will prophesy over you over this. You will be the ones in leadership over the religion. Oh, Glenn, you got that. <laughs> I'm getting a little prophecy on this right now. These are the people that are going to get pulled out of the woodworks. They're going to carry a power of God that is so purified and not religious. Oh. <sighs> Holy crap. Okay. This girl was messaging me in faith. I hadn't told her what God was doing in my body. She heard it in the podcast. No doubt in her mind, in her heart. Why? Because she had not been indoctrinated by the church. That's why. She responds back to me. I know God's gonna do something amazing to your body. I can't wait to see it. I go, this girl barely saved. And I can't even tell my flipping family. I can't even tell good friends who have known God all their life because they doubt what I'm saying isn't what the Bible says oh my word oh my word god is about to blast things through what he's gonna do to my in my body right now and he's begun because it was just a week ago that i literally should have been hospitalized and the people the judgment of going to the hospital needing to go do this needing to go do that and i'm not the one teaching health and prosperity to act as if you train god through your idea of not going to get medicine that is not my message my brother's a doctor, man. Doctors are the only ones that were able to save and prolong my sister's death. So no, that is not my message. It's not my message. That is deception. My message is listen to God's voice over everything else. You don't listen to a teacher telling you, in faith, you do not go to a doctor because you're proving you're faithful for God. Guess what? I was told by God, this is what I'm doing. Now you will stand against what men will want you to do. And I had, he had to put pain on it because it had to go against doctrine. Oh, oh my Lord. So I went from dying that last week on the strongest meds and they were not like affecting for what it was. The pain was so bad. It could just like take the edge off of it for me to just your body just can't handle that there was a reason he had me go through that and he said it's like a level of trust if you prolong these meds meaning you're in fear that this pain isn't going to go away and i will not take it from you and you keep prolonging and being scared of this medication when you're hearing me tell you you need to take what you need for this pain and i got to five days of it and the next day the friend who gave me the meds she said i'm going on a trip for two weeks and I can leave a bag outside um, for someone to pick up and tonight and we both I said I heard God say absolutely not like no and he's making me trust him because I was at death's door still when she said it. I was running out that night, okay. She was leaving the next day for two weeks. So if people understand what that took for me to be like, okay, God, I know I hear your voice. You're saying no. You're saying no. I felt God say if you prolong it or you get meds, it's gonna keep the pain. Because this is a test. This is a test and trust that I'm removing this and then I'm going to do something so huge to your body, it's gonna blow your mind. But you have to keep standing. So the next day, she leaves in the morning, and I know she was, like, panicked because she was hearing from God no, but, you know, she just wanted to make sure, like, I was going to be okay because I I heard no, too. So I had a feeling I wasn't just the next day going to wake up improvement. I just know how I get pushed with stuff. And the next day, I was just as bad with no meds, and I had to sit in that. Do I hear God's voice? Do I hear God's voice? Do I hear God's voice? There's no, I can't get Hear God's voice, and then the next day, and I heard the date 13, which was last Sunday. I woke up with enough decrease to not because my endurance and my ability to endure pain is above other people. Every female, there's no female I know that could endure what I can. My body can handle, and my friend can say that and knows it because she's a physical therapist and just knows what people can like handle. So what I woke up with, and no one would leave their house. With how, how I woke up, absolutely not have gone out. But this is like, to me, it's like a cancer patient that gets a new lease on life, and chemo worked. And they had the worst sickness, the worst pain through chemo, and all of a sudden they feel a little bit better. That's how my sister was. That's why my sister had was able to go out and party and do things. Because if she was alleviated, a little bit of the pain, she would go out. And so I'm like, I I was like, oh my gosh, this is enough for me, and th- this is a problem with me. I'm a little aggressive like with what I do, like if I, that's why I broke my body so bad, if I feel anything, so God has to slowly get me ready, because I will just turn into a nut, like God always shows me like um, Forrest Gump running with braces on, like that's me, I would just take off, like run a marathon tomorrow, that's how aggressive I get, so, but I got excited enough to be like, oh my gosh, it is, it's decreasing, and so I start coloring my hair, I made myself super sick, so I just, and I didn't even do that much. I colored my hair, I did some laundry and then I was blow drying my hair and I was like, oh God, I'm gonna pass out. I made me really, really sick. But no, I went, I went out cause I'm like, this is, this is it, he needs me, this is changing. I am no longer gonna be this bread that Jesus is about to do it. And like, so each day was a was a decrease. Each day I got better, I got better. And I got better, ah, oh God, I'm getting like so hit. And so god is god i felt gave me certain dates i felt he told me something on the 17th and the 18th two specific things and because i am so used to the symbolism of god and the test of faith i go into and not always being talked to in the moment about stuff everything being like this prolonged do you believe me do you trust me are you gonna choose me over man are you gonna be that person to submit to everything all the time i wasn't gonna 100 percent be like i know this is i was like okay god if these two things happen this one on the 17th, which I'm not gonna say what that one was, on the 18th, it was that I'd be able to work out, which was Friday, which was yesterday, right? Yeah, today's Saturday. So I said, if these two things, if this actually happens, of what I feel like I'm hearing you say about these dates, then I'm gonna, what the other thing he was asking me to do, which is a huge thing of obedience. Am I like, I do feel this is weird. Why am I allowed to say this? I was not gonna say this. It was um, to remove and liquidate a stocks portfolio. Ugh. Oh God, I just said it. I don't never talk about stuff like this that I had in as, as savings and something I would never, it's always been a fear, a backup, like something that's gotten me, whatever. And I said, if these two things, I'm going to do that, which is the biggest test of faith for me to have done that and pulled out. And I just felt like, and so I did it. And it was like the whole thing and how it happened and who I talked to because he knew I didn't want to, he knew I was so nervous about pulling that out and liquidating what I was, whatever. So, and... I did that because of those two dates, so I was like, okay. Then it was like, okay. I felt I'm just gonna say it that I thought the podcast of the healing was gonna be next Friday the 25th, okay? And I've been struggling with it because I'm like, I have not seen enough. Like, this is just me, like getting like. I mean, I yeah, there's definitely change, 100%. There's change and stuff, but there's not. The the swelling going down, my appetite is back. I grocery shop for the first time. I can eat salad without gagging. Like I'm back to eating normal again. And my appetite has increased. Like nobody's business now. It's like it's weird. But I also the 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 swelling hasn't changed or like the energy hasn't increased to the level it was back in February. So Today, when I wake up and feel like i a podcast, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what this is going to be, but we're leading up to, an, and he was saying idolatry of the heart, and this is something I have touched on before, but a recent revelation God's been giving me is that this past years of what the corruption has become in ministry is that God was handing <laughs> handing people's idolatries to them and waiting and testing to see the purified heart and the choices that they did with the things that he gave them. What did they do with a platform? What did they do with a following? What did they do with the gifts of the spirit? And that is why we saw true giftings and we saw Holy Spirit moving through things that were looked and were false prophets in the spirit that he was giving me. Oh my gosh, so much clear I was like, holy smokes. This is like hard to, and people go, this is um, Sarah's opinion. Shut up, I'll prove it. I'll prove it um and uh just giving me more like because that's the stuff I really struggled with I'm like God I could break down how these gifts got infiltrated biblically I can like prove into this yes some of it is my experience and some of it some of it is scripture things that is my experience take it or leave it type of a thing and the one thing I couldn't understand is like maybe decisions I made with people put them into positions and that, that narcissism and weird things and infiltration of stuff got exposed and it then meant me mess with me because I'm like God but I was listening to you in all these choices. I was discerning these things. And then you later show me the exposure. I've gone through this for years, people. So many flipping leaders, so many people have come into my life. I have story after story after story. I could write a book on this. And that I would be anointed in, in it, put him into this position. They'd come alongside me in this. And then all of a sudden, betrayal, narcissism, manipulation, things get exposed. And, and, and God blinds me. And if people don't get that, just because you think your narcissism is blinding the idols of your heart so bad like and that's the stuff god was like showing me to like the level why didn't i see this and then why did you let me see this because there was something that i was walking in that he was blinding me because he was gonna show me what the church has done and that we truly feel somebody should be in this position and it's god testing their heart He's testing their heart. And then this is when I got really hit by this because he's been talking to me so bad about Judas and how Judas was used to bring the fulfillment of Jesus Christ and the word of God. And then when I was like putting this together in my head, I literally was in the kitchen and I just heard Judas was my (laughs) treasurer. Judas, was this is gonna be crazy. We put this together, people. Jesus put Judas as the one over money. And in one text, it says that he was actually stealing that money. Okay, you have him sell. Jesus Christ for money. What do you think that was? I'm gonna see what you're gonna do with your desire for money. I'm gonna see if you choose a savior over your desire of money. He had already been corrupted. When Satan goes into him, the corruption had already handed, had already happened before. He himself had handed himself to Satan before. So when we put that in that, that, this complete sovereignty of God, that God did no, 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 no. Jesus said, what are you gonna do with this? Who's the darkest one? that's going to fulfill my word, and I'm just going to let you see what you do in your heart. And so here's the scripture people would like to rebuttal. I'm going to go. And then I'm going to go to John. I'm going to go to James 1. Um, this is that God will not tempt us. Okay, you don't know this whole scripture. So James 1. Um. <clears throat> James 1, 13. And remember when you say you are being tempted. Do not say God is tempting. me. God will never tempt you. God is never tempted to do wrong. And he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires. Oh, which entice us and drag us away. Seems that the riches of this world aren't always bad unless the heart is impure that gets the riches of this world. Doesn't seem that God's tempting you. It seems he's exposing your heart. Oh, oh, good Lord number 15 these desires give birth to sinful actions and when sin is allowed to grow it gives birth to death here's what i think i think that the jezebel spirit has been allowed to go full sticker circle with men who fell under it and i believe that the pure at heart of the men that are called to leadership will be men's that never fell into the lustful female of jezebel or the lust of the flesh of, Je- of jezebel oh <clears throat> Oh, and if they did at one point fall into level temptation when in leadership, they should never be restored back into that because it exposed their heart immediately. Oh, and the true ones that are going to have a platform are going to have gotten sifted behind the scenes. I'm going to send this seductress woman your way. I'm going to make her flirt and feed into the things that you want through power. And if you fall into that, you will never dare touch my sheep. Mm -hmm. And those men are going to get it pulled out pulled out because their fall of Jezebel is not just women. It's their power. It's their lust of their flesh. It's the control. It's, it's, it's perversion. Todd Bentley, your perverted wife, perverts. Oh, oh, the new men coming in, the new men. I have a hard time if a new man comes into leadership and has a background into being with prostitutes. Has a background into sexual into touching children younger has a background of homosexuality and you say but god jesus delivered mary the magdalene and guess what she did she fell on her knees and she cried before him and anointed him with perfume oh and that's actually the text people interpret that as mary the magdalene that's actually the text that i believe judas made his comment about money and the perfume, perfume being used on Jesus. This is John 12. Yep, because it's that's Mary of Bethany. <sighs> Mary of um, oh wait, 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 wait. Oh no, 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 no. Wait. Oh, just kidding. That wasn't the prostitute. Thought I was gonna make a good point. This is Mary, Mary, of Bethany. So this is gonna be. This is going to be the sister of Lazarus and, and Martha. And she's on her knees. But here's the thing. She did the exact same thing that the assumption of the prostitute was Mary the Magdalene. <sighs> she's doing the exact same thing. And what does Judas say? <sighs> um, he says, Jesus Iscariot, 12, John 12, 4, the disciple who would soon betray him said that perfume was worth a year's wages. It should be sold and the money given to the poor. So here's what's crazy, and it says not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief and since had charge of the disciples money and he stole some for himself. So the idea of humility of what should be done, stealing from the intimacy with Jesus Christ before everything else, And we have this in leadership. We have this in leadership. Oh, I'm gonna act that I portray my heart in this way, in front of the crowd that appears to be intimate, that appears to be doctrinally sound. But behind the scenes, I've been taken in by Jezebel. And behind the scenes, those lusts of the flesh of these people has been seen by God. And it's about to be seen publicly. It's about to be seen publicly, as we already see happening. If anyone heard the recent news, Carlin Scott busted for more stuff. (sighs) Said that in a broadcast you that there was more there. If you get exposed for that and it was public how it got exposed, that's because God gave a chance before in grace and the sin got so dark it went to exposure. He got exposed for doing sexual things with a nanny or sexually harassing her. And she is now in ministry or a Hillsong somebody and she released a statement of it. So I'm just going to say I 100% believe her because I'll believe any accusation that comes against that douchebag. (sighs) Because I just know the darkness on the guy and the perversion in him and the power he got from fame. And so we have like this, this season now. It's made sense to me. I'm like, this is not God mocking his church. It's God testing, testing the purified hearts that are saying they're going to lead the sheep. There was a season of testings who would stay in hiddenness. Who would not take their prophecy and want it on display and be louder than the other prophet in the room? Who wanted to write a book of his accuracy and never humble himself before the Lord? Oh my gosh.
1: My body could never have physically
0: taken in this in that other podcast. Um mm. Um. Ugh. so the first time I touched on this was cleansing the prophetic well it's not the first time I've mentioned idols of the heart but I really talked about that I felt that, that there was a sifting to the prophetic of things that were being heard and picked up in the spirit and then now I feel like God's taken this to another like level of the, of the sifting that he really did and that Something isn't a temptation unless your heart is accessible. (sighs) Something is not a temptation unless your heart is accessible. Meaning God can never tempt because he is pure at heart and he cannot be touched by the world's sin. So when it says God cannot tempt, it's because he has no heart towards impurity. (sighs) So he tests tests the submitted heart. And I'm going to give an example. If people think like, oh... If people know that I know my whole journey has been to, to test me. To 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 see if he could find someone who would be willing to go against the grains of this level. Go against people who would say suffering is not from God. Go against healing. Go against what I was raised in. Go against what I went to school in. Go against religious minds. Be willing to do it alone when people would say your ministry is going nowhere because you don't have a platform. Oh, just wait, people! Wait for that. Bible school in every country Am I'm healed. So my friend said, she goes, look what you did so sick. You wrote two books and like 30 teachings. She's like, when you're healed, you're gonna be Bible school in every country. Like I'm gonna like do so much crap. It's gonna be so dangerous. So people will just wait. Um, and uh, yeah, and I think it's funny that people, the people that think that is because they've been so, the, the idolization, the idolizing of platforms and ministry public is because that deception is on the minds of what has favor, of what's God, of what's this, of what th- what's that. And that's going to get so dang flipped in this next season when the real pure at heart come out and not the people that's been sucked in by Jezebel, not the people filled with lust, not the things that get fed by the platforms. <sighs> so I know like, okay, well, first of all, I, I was so against men's ministry ever having men because first of all the doctrine I didn't believe it was biblical if I did have it I would think that my husband would be the one to deal with it deal with the men like I could I was never the one to pray or to so to get me into that position that seems like so against everything when if you had another single female given like a platform like that where you're getting to film I have people showing up for myself it's getting filmed this is oh my gosh the chicks I know my age oh my gosh how sucked in they would have gotten to their narcissism of it I don't know I just there's and I had so much intimidation and fear of it and so many panic attacks to do everything was in obedience and the more confident I got was coming from constant letdown that anyone else was going to be able to help me that it was no one else it was not that position that needed to do it and it had to be God to do it to get me to that position well and i was you, you know you don't it's not that i'm like was against marriage at the time not at, not at all so that's not it but i didn't look at it like any other female i just know this i've said this before oh my gosh what they would do in hope of like maybe a man showing up or something like that and like i think that i don't know why i'm telling this story so i did have a lot of fear of like because it was being even though i didn't have a big social media following like i didn't know who could freaking show up like i was stalked like and it was open you didn't have to sign up it was free like anybody could come well there was there was a guy who why am i telling this because it's not like that big of a was never like a big story to me there was a guy who he was not ugly and he was but he wasn't my type at all but he had he had he had met me at my church somehow finds out and he starts coming this event Well, he moved to arizona and would fly from arizona and show up to my events. And it started because he was messaging me on Instagram. And I mean, I can see through stuff, so I'm not stupid. Like it just, and he would like come up and hand me money. And this guy, you know, he, he had money, he drove a Mercedes. Like, I mean, I just, any other female but he was creepy to me. He was creepy and I can see dark stuff on people. So like he just ugh I was like, ugh, stay away from me. Like and so I wouldn't engage him. And he come to every every time I was holding some there he is. And he'd just kind of stare at me creepy. And and to me I thought it was very bold to like show it by yourself and I don't have big settings. Like I think that that personally would kind of have embarrassed me. I don't know, because it just was like and and so I wouldn't really engage him and I would only like be like hi whatever but i could feel the the that whatever the the intent of what he was doing was and so you know we have a we have a prayer line going this will get to some point we had a prayer line going and of course he pinpointed my side cuz rays on the other side so he comes and i'm avoiding him i have a couple guys by me who are going to catch people and i'm avoiding him. i was like oh, i don't want to i don't want it. like whatever's on him like i just didn't want to like hands i don't want prophesy to i just did not want to go there because first of all the opposite sex plays into the gifts like they can get emotionally like I've had guys just take it as if I can prophesy it into you like it means something like you can just create like a weird like you know so anyways I'm like weird with that I'd rather just tell you you got less and you're 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 you got a problem you're wolf so and then they'll leave me alone <laughs> ah, anyway so I. Uh, so I'm doing the people around him, like, oh God, here we go. And all I do is touch his head. And instead of going backwards, he falls forward. And I jumped out of the way and let him, let him face play <laughs> And somebody, I think Scott was on the side and trying to grab him. And I bolted, because normally what I would have done is gotten down and release everything that I was beginning to release. Like, I don't just drop you and walk off. Like, I am gonna make sure the whole thing, and that's what you have ministers doing, drop, 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 and I get it because it's easier when you have a lot of people, but I'm investing into like the hearts, not just like this, like power hit. So if I'm gonna do, depending on the setting I I was in, I am going to end up speaking. And I was like, I'm out. I let him go down and I grabbed my friend. I go, can you finish that prayer? She had no idea what I was talking to. I made Shay get on her knees and deal with it. I bolted. I was like, I am not going to play into this. And here's what you have people doing. Single woman wanting to owe a man's attention. He isn't, he wasn't some fat, ugly guy. He, you know, he was like, it's not, oh, I'm going to just, oh, maybe I'm going to prophesy some more to you. Look what I'm doing. (laughs) What am I doing? What am i doing right now what is happening people should just see what i was doing right now <sighs> and it's just a way i mean to me i didn't see that as a test god like showed that to me today because that story popped in my head of like and to me that was not a test because my heart was nowhere near it so it was not to me not a test, like that i would have never seen it as a temptation Because my heart was not accessible. That was my point. Oh, that's good. That was my point. I was like, why am I going into... That was my point. I was never tempted by this guy. I was never... I saw it immediately what he was doing. I saw how everything... I saw the darkness on him. I mean, I just saw every single thing of what he was, of what was on him. God let me pray a deliverance on him, but he did not let me prophesy into it. He let him drop immediately. Take off, Sarah. You're good. You can bolt now. I was done. I was like, the next person, please. And, uh, and I think that was potentially, oh no, I think he did come to more stuff. Yeah, no, I think he still kept coming, but, um, but I'm like, oh my gosh, the reason that actually Bothered me so much. He I did not want him when he'd show up. I was like, Oh my god, because he would shut me down. He would make me feel so uncomfortable by how he would like, he just was. Ugh. I was just like, This is too small of a setting to for this. Like, it's too small of a setting. Can't deal with this. Like, where I was in a room where 50 people max were in the room, so it's you can easily talk to me, come up to me, like stuff like that. So, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, God. No wonder I hated it from the get-go. He bothered me so much. I wanted that guy to leave me the heck alone. And to any other female, any other female, because I'm not talking about Fat Albert. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. So it's not like he was like, yeah, and so like the fact that it's like, okay, like it never tempted me because I saw through it in the beginning. Now, if I had narcissism and this thing that was putting marriage above God and his word and his power displayed and what he was doing for the room, if I put me above it, I would have fallen into that. Because maybe that attention would have built my heart from the abuse I used to have. Oh, maybe that attention would have fed me. That's what, you, that's what chicks would do in the, my position. A hundred percent. Oh, I know so many of them. Oh, they'd eat it up. They'd eat up the power. They'd eat up the ability to speak into people that way, the lay people out in the spirit. Like, oh, look this way. And like, to me, it was something from the get go. I didn't want, I didn't want it. And here's who I'm, here's the people I'm gonna put in leadership. In my ministry, the ones that come around me that don't seem to have real strong gifts, the ones that come around me and don't seem to have a, 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 an ability to publicly speak, the ones that talk in purity and don't care about power and do not care about what the presence look like and do not care about those things and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna let them be let their hearts get tested. What do they do? Those are the people, those are the people that I'm ever going to allow going forward. I've learned this enough. I've learned enough now, if feeding into narcissism was a season in my life to watch what leaders would do around me. And the people that I wanna see and would ever call into leadership with what I would do in my future is the ones that are not gonna want it. They're not gonna want it. And they're not gonna think and assume that's what they're called to do. They're not gonna know they're calling because their calling is a position by Jesus Christ, not their own intention of what they think they're called to do. It is being positioned by the Holy Spirit. Oh, where temptation cannot touch you because your heart can't be tempted because it's not accessible. I have never been tempted by a man since, since what happened to me in Bible school. And the reason I was tempted into that toxic relationship Oh, was because of my brokenness. Because of my brokenness. And because I thought God told me I was going to marry him. So in my head, I was following God's word. Oh, So I almost feel like God's saying you weren't even tempted by that. Because when he told me, you're you're not protecting your calling. And you need to end this. I did it instantly. And I ended it. <sighs> ah. Ah. What can you be tempted by, people? What is your past falling you into? Why can not you not just assume that you're Mary the Magdalene and you should be put on stage? <sighs> so one thing I didn't fall into was being a slut. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Wow. Just said that. <laughs> I fell into drug addiction and things that i was trying to fill up the pain in my heart by the diagnoses of mental illness by the diagnoses in, the, in my family line had by the pain and suffering the diagnosis my mom was schizophrenic and it just assumed my sister and me got it by the things of this world that i assume came from god to, turned me into brokenness and addictions into falling into the temptation of a man's love through the brokenness of my heart. We need to change the idea of true brokenness versus narcissism. I was never entitled my entire life. I was never entitled my entire life. Not once. I wasn't entitled I should get money. I wasn't entitled to what my future should be. I was entitled because I've gone through this in my life that I need to be put on a platform and display the power of God. I was not entitled that God needed to heal my body because I had pain and suffering. I was not entitled, entitled to these stupid doctrines of prosperity and wealth through the word of God. I was never entitled, I was never entitled. When I heard them, they bound me. They didn't make me feel like I deserved it. They bound me. So let's take and let's sever the road between narcissism and your calling versus being tempted and never falling. Oh, and I rhymed. I just rhymed. (laughs) I rhymed. I like it when I say things that are like rhyme or like have a good flow like that. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh man, this is crazy. (laughs) All right. I'm so done with just stuff. I'm done with the stuff I put up with for so many years with things in ministry. I'm done with, I have been sifted. I have been taught what God's do, doing with me and him personally. I have been obedient. He is in times released my ministry and then shuts it down, releases it, shuts it down. That's the true favor of God. When other people in ministry, if their ministry got shut down, they would think that that's God's um, God doing something bad or that they're not gonna, they're not blessed or they're like, oh my gosh, I saw that the opposite. I, when he shut me down, it's because I needed it. I couldn't handle it. I mean, he is so in control of my life in such a stupid way into such crazy detail that it's so above like my mind at times. It's what has made me so done like before him. But I have learned too much at this point in my life. I have gone through enough things where there's not a lot of things that you can touch anymore in my heart of people, of things. I am not going to compromise. I am not going to be pulled down by manipulation. I am not going to do things based on what the world system of ministry is and put people in leadership that are not supposed to be there. I'm. I'm just. I've, I'm now. I'm like God. You have you've taken me through every Jezebel experience. You've taken me through all these things. You've exposed what I've done. This. You expose these things. You've allowed people to oppose to oppose me and me deal with the torment of that I am crazy. I am talking to an imaginary person. I am doing all this crazy stuff and like what is happening to her how is this like just the fact i've gone against this to this level alone for this long like i am just done i'm done like with the world I'm done with dealing. It is me and Jesus going forward. I will like, I am just, I'm finished and people are going to just notice. I won't put up with anything anymore. People who thought they could just access me and get what they want. And um, no, I'm, 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 this is, I'm doing ministry his way going forward. I'm not falling into what the prophetic is to look like, what it is to minister to just anyone because you carry the gift. Like my heart and mind has shifted to so much of the brokenness of my past and the things that I allowed without understanding the heart of God for people and for me and understanding that and like truth and not getting deceived by what we see in leadership. Uh, and this goes to another crazy detail that I'm like, I need to tell. So I'm not gonna go into detail of this. Um, for the people who follow my memoirs, really I don't care, I just care. Um, that I talked about a counterfeit season um, that I had And that I didn't go into a lot of detail, but I said there was a counterfeit season that got released and God was sifting me, bringing me, getting me ready to do men's ministry, doing all this stuff. And then the season would end and it actually started up twice. This is super crazy, okay? This is crazy because of the torment on this season. This was during Jezebel. And I put this and I've always put it together because I track dates. I very like retain numbers. I retain dates or retain dreams. But I also track it all because I've just learned the symbolism of God and what he does in my life and stuff like that. The first time the counterfeit season released. Oh, God. June tw- 25th, 2017. <sighs> That's why I was like, God, if you're really telling me that this, the healing is going to, I mean, we're just going to have to see. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say 100%. Not saying say saith the Lord. This is between me and God. If I have my healing done by next morning, I'm going to be tripped out. We'll just say that if that really happens. But then the other date was June um, 27th. And here's the crazy thing. Then next year, the, the season lasted and then ended. Next year, it restarted on the same dates. <laughs> Then on June 27th, we started. And the same dates through July. I had it happen through things that were f- crazy. It, things God was doing in releasing men's ministry and releasing that transition into Abide Spiritual Warfare. It happened two years in a row. On the, and that's when I was like, oh my gosh, when June started going so fast and I got so sick. And then I found all these flipping dreams from last year of like, oh my gosh, this is when I got the dream of the Jezebel contract deal. I mean, it was like I was going, "Oh my gosh, wait, this is holy crap!" And I could have never ever thought about this, like, and my actual promise releasing the same dang months, but because that would have put been too much delay on me. I could not have fathomed that. Oh my gosh, that would have exhausted me to know I had to go this long. Like, it never. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is you, God, showing your hand in the counterfeit season of the detail of allowing something to appear a certain way to get me free of. So I'm like, oh my word, if we understood the voice of God and following Him in truth, when you feel let down and things don't seem to go your way, oh, if you're not narcissistic, you're still going to move forward. Trust that He's going to do something. Because that season could have collapsed me. It could have collapsed I me, and it could have turned me into Jezebel. Ah! ah! Because of the temptation of, of idolatries towards things that I just didn't have. Ah! And why he could take me through the season that he took me in. And then I, So I'm like, oh my Lord, Jesus. And I did not know he was going to let me say this on this. But that's because this is only going to be up a couple days, and then I'm taking it down. Not everybody's supposed to know these details in my life, and they know that. That's why God is having me remove a lot of them, so they don't get to people. But, um... Ah, what was I going to say? So I was like, two years in a row on those dates, and now this month has a spiral, is going so quick. And when I felt God was saying, okay, it's going to start, and you may be looking at at like, I was like, oh my gosh, if it's these dates. And then when he lined up the 17th and the 18th, he did I was like, okay, I literally am going in, and this ends up happening. This is going to be the first time in my life that I have had something released in a moment of being talked to about it. But look people, this was four years in the making. Four flipping years that this started for me. My counterfeit season started four years ago of thinking that my things in my life were gonna shift, four years ago. If people understood the journey of, of a purified thing and being open to let God purify you to that core in submission, it is not easy, but he's looking for those people and he allowed temptations to see what your heart was accessible to, oh. People have been on the craziest journeys that are really called to this stuff. Really called to it. <sighs> yeah. Um. <sighs> so... Um, One thing I looked at right before I turn this on I think I'm going to read it. I feel maybe just close with this. Uh, Okay. I'm going to read out of this is just random and going into talking about prophets because i talked about this in in one other one and mentioned the three tests of the old testament to call out false prophets and uh for some reason i went to it again and i'm just gonna read i'm gonna read this out of um, International Dictionary of the Bible and it's called, it's about prophets and it's called True and False Prophets and it talks about this um, discerning between, between them because I cannot stop on how this is gonna get so dang heightened that this is what we're gonna have to see and get ready to come to pass in this next season of really understanding that what God's doing in this allowing just Ministry leaders allowing people who were going to try to take platforms, allowing people who were going to get public in worship, allowing the churches that were going to try to make worship labels to make themselves famous, he allowed it. He allowed it, and uh, and he allowed it by just seeing what do you get tempted by, what do you get, um, what are you misplacing in my word, what are you doing with the sacrifice of my son, what are you twisting of my words, and and letting and watching what people would would do with it. <sighs> So in this, it says, In the Old Testament, there were three tests that people could apply in order to discern between the true and false prophets. First, the theological test in Deuteronomy 13. Through Moses, there had been a revelation of the Lord who brought his people out of Egypt. Even if the prophet performed some sign to give validation to what he was saying, if his message contradicted Mosaic theology, the truth known about the Lord who brought the people out, the prophet was false. Okay, this is the first test. Now, here you go. If you, we're going to have people who appear to display a sign, appear to display accurate prophecy, yet their full fullness of doctrine in the next two tests don't fully align. And the reason that people aren't catching this is because they don't know enough of the Word of God. That's why. That's why people aren't catching this in, in, in fullness. Why you couldn't catch when Kenneth Copeland used the word blessing from Simon J., J. Bo, uh, Bardona. The word blessing and the most taken out of context thing how he said that. And how can somebody because the person listening that would fall into that was listening to hear what they could get from God. They were listening to that message to understand covenant promises because that's he loves Galatians 3. That guy does not shut up on Galatians 3. I have clicked on on three or four of his messages, he talks about Galatians three and all of them, even his inside edition interview, the same text. Do you know how many times I've repeated texts? Oh my gosh, it's so rare. I randomly do it. I used to do it more in the beginning of my teaching before I started getting really into the word of God. You have a man in ministry in his eighties and he's continuing on the same text. Why? Because it's about covenant promises and his idea of what he got from Abraham through the sacrifice of Jesus. And he's been given all this wealth and blessings. I'm gonna train you, train you, train you. Like little hamsters, this is what you get from God. Now you have the narcissism of the audience sitting there going, yes. This is scriptural, I get it. Because you don't know anything else in the Word of God because you're afraid. Oh, suffering, suffering, suffering. That's not Jesus. You know why? You don't think it's Jesus? Because you're a narcissist and you want what you want. How does narcissism get out of the heart? I don't know. I never was one. Go ask Jesus. That's one I can't give advice on because I can't figure out why these people can't get out of their heart. I can't figure out why so many people have come in my ministry and then over time, I see their adultery in their heart and had no idea of their intent because God blinded me and then showed it to me. And I can't figure it out. I can't figure out that people get so good at hiding narcissism by their idea of purity and and leadership and doing something for God. And there was an idea in there of the platform they wanted and their idea in there that I never, I'm going, oh my gosh, it hides so well. Why? Because I'm not a narcissist. That's why I can't figure it out. I've gotten, because I'm going like, where did this come from with people? i just don't, I mean, the, the, this thing, and those are the people that just struggle so hard, like really with what I, like fully with what I teach because they just don't believe they are until they understand the theology they embraced and then have a problem with what I'm teaching to literally counteract your theology. All right. The second test is a practical test. The prediction that is not fulfilled has not come from the Lord. We ought not, We ought to notice that this is a negative test. It does not say the fulfillment is proof that the Lord has spoken. Okay, hear this correctly. He's saying this is not just the test. So he's not saying um, that that the fulfillment. So if the prophet gets it accurate, it doesn't mean he's still a a prophet from God. Does this make sense? So the fulfillment of a false prophecy or a, f- a prophecy if it's fulfilled doesn't just say it's from the Lord what it what exposes it okay so it goes on for that might in fact be the evidence offered by the false prophet to validate his word so the false prophet that's how they're validating themselves so you have people saying look I got this right look I got this right look I got this right the true test is what was prophesied and not fulfilled <laughs> Does that make sense to people you got to put that together so there's a double test on that it's not saying there's accuracy in the prophetic means they're accurate it's what's not fulfilled by the word of god that showed it oh that's so good people um what is not yeah yeah in the it, it, third the moral test and this is a scripture god let me to i'm gonna get this is a test first to be applied to the lives of the prophets themselves and then to the tendency of the message they preach. Do they in fact strengthen the hands of evildoers, <gasps> ensuring them that they need to not fear judgment to come? This is a sure sign they have not stood before the Lord to hear the word. The prophet who comes from fresh from the Lord's presence has a message turning people from evil. Okay, people would get this correct. Because I went in to a whole teaching on prophecy in the other one, and I'm saying, and I said that this. This office, from what I believe this guy's, this guy, how he taught is so biblical, that this office switched to this. Does that not mean we cannot take some of the tests of the teachers today by the test of the prophets in the Old Testament? Oh, don't be deceived, people. Do not be deceived. This is a character in the fullness of God in just those three tests of the purity of his body, of his word, and of his son. The same tests can be placed on the leadership today. And then this was one text that was in there that I don't know was highlighted and I want to see what it said. And then I was like, oh, God, you're making me say this to to, to prove my craziness. Jeremiah 23, 9. This is what Jeremiah says. This is the part in Jeremiah 23 because he's talking about all false prophets. It's a judgment on false prophets. And he says, my heart. And of course, this is an NLT. My heart is the is broken because of, of, the, of the false prophets, and my bones tremble. I staggered like a drunkard, like someone overcome by wine because of the holy words the Lord has spoken against them. Oh, oh, you got a problem with what I look like, and then I shake and I cry? Oh, you're so deceived. Oh, my God, the conviction of the Holy Spirit that needs to be on leadership today Ugh, to sever the religion on this church. Oh, God. And that to me is a flippant example of what people say, like the whole idea of Pentecost of being drunk and all this stuff is, not oh God, the ones in purity under the true conviction of the Holy Spirit are going to appear to look so different to break this in the church. When I've had my mouth taken before I'm doing something and I slur, I sound drunk. And it's like the funniest thing you'll ever see. I've dropped to the ground doing it before. And you'll just hear me start swearing. And some of my friends witness it. It's not like I only did it. I did it. I do it one-on-one all the time. Like I can do the weirdest stuff. I can be out to dinner and almost fall out of my chair. Like that's how I am. I just dropped today during working out. I dropped in the floor of my kitchen just like three days ago. And I've laid there for 10 minutes. Like, I walk around. I'm so glad people don't witness this, the the craziness of like, these things. And it might sound so, like, weird. Like, oh, it's like that. It's like, oh, my God. If you even flipping knew. If you even knew why I have that relationship with God. And that allowance to let him do what he wants to my body. is because I gave it to him. Ah. When I was working out today, I was told to take it easy. And I needed to slowly light my, it, what is it, light my muscles? What did you call Activate my muscles. So I was told I had to do Pilates, and I got really bored. <laughs> it actually was hard, because I haven't worked out a long day, but I got bored. I'm like, I need, I'm Muhammad Ali. I need to go punch something. I need to like run. So I, and so I did what I was not supposed to do, but I didn't use weights but I turned it into more cardio and Tabata. And when I was doing it, I all of a sudden got so like, powers, I start going really, really fast, really, really fast. And then I start whipping and I so get hit by the presence of God, I just heard energy, energy, energy increase, it's about to increase. And then I saw a tire get inflated, I fell backwards and started bawling my eyes out. (laughs) that's in the middle of my workout. And then I get back up and I start going again. (laughs) And I was going so fast and so aggressive and for someone who's been bedridden, bedridden people I have not worked out in a couple months I have literally coming off of somebody who would have been hospitalized a week ago if this is not miraculous I don't know what is it's not normal it is not normal that I'm not getting affected by that it's not making me nauseous I felt just completely fine afterwards I felt like and I'm like oh yay I'm so excited I've been waiting for this energy I'm not allowed to have it overnight though because then I'm going to join a CrossFit gym sign up for a marathon write five bucks and be up all night tweaking and like scrubbing corners in my apartment I'm not allowed I know that that God has to like pull back because I'm a nut and he knows I'm just gonna go crazy because I'm gonna be so excited and I'm gonna be at Disneyland on a ride by myself tomorrow I'm gonna be on some roller coaster <laughs> I'm gonna be somewhere like doing something really weird and so excited to like be out of the house like I when I walked out of the house on the 13th I was like a kid that just saw sunlight for the first time I was walking around Bellaterra like, staring up in the sky like just like no one mattered to me and I was just like oh my gosh like people have no idea living life like oh I have a new lease on life I have a new lease on like looking at just things and I'm like this is why people need to experience certain things this is why you're gonna have people with a testimony that got you know healed of cancer or like those things and what that would just change your life and these people who I hear complain about something and so like oh this happened to me and I got so I was so tired and exhausted oh I had this diarrhea I had pain and I had this I had that and like and then don't live life like at all and like say I mean I was so used to one of my girlfriends like she would and I was always like I am I don't I mean I I guess I'm so used to like that stuff and like and if her neck hurt or like something like that that it was like the biggest she just never lived in like really pain and she was very healthy like she didn't know what like I had always lived and we had been friends for you know like 20 20 years or something and I just never I always just thought people I was like what is wrong with maybe the weakness on like that like I don't I just didn't get it but it's maybe because I've been sick my whole life and I think it's because I've been sick my whole life like I just looked at things so different than like someone else who was healthy they never endured that and so they whine a lot And I'm like, so maybe this will, maybe an endurance, like, season will make you look at life differently. And how about you see the blessing in that? How about you, like, look, do you understand my new lease on life of a healed body? Do you understand uh, the devil? I'm going to literally visit his kingdom in Turkey, and I'm going to kill him. Yeah, I'm going to travel to Turkey. That's what's going to happen after this. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like, you people don't know. It's, I'm the most sad. The demons are so dang scared of this. They are so scared of me being healed. This is why there's been so much opposition on this and why God did it this way. And like, and I had to go through so much suffering to be ever given this level of health. because I just have, look at life so differently. I carry the life of somebody who came out of death and like I had cancer. Like I come out of that and we don't have enough people like that in church. We don't have enough of that. We don't have enough of that true testimony that life looks differently, the way you teach the word of God, the way you see Jesus looks differently. We don't have enough of that in leadership. And this new leadership has to carry that. They have to carry that. They have to look at what, what is God really doing. Like, how is this? Because I just promise you, like, I will have never known the love of God the way I do when this hits for me. I know it, and I know he says it to me all the time. You think you love me more than I love you because of what you're suffering. And although, like, and I know probably deep down that's probably true because I haven't seen big reward and so I if I know he's convinced me with that he's like you don't know the level the level I actually love you and your suffering does not define it and it actually defines higher than you understand because I allowed everyone in my in my word just to suffer to bring my glory because I love them so much because he loved his son above everyone oh oh the one he loved the most suffered the most oh, God, good Lord Never stop on this topic. Clearly, God needs to nail this on leadership because it's been so trained against. It's been so trained against, and we just don't have people willing. Because the people who are going to be willing are going to be the ones that get exposed that they don't have narcissism. That's, That's why he's allowing. He would allow it. He would allow it because he's going to show who's pure. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's why this message is going to get differently. Because the narcissistic people won't want to hear it because he's going after the ones that are pure. That's why. That's why my words are gonna sift people. <sighs> so I'm living life like a five year old, but I'm—I mean, I need my swelling to go down before I'm really happy. And so I am not going to release a podcast on healing. That is my big debate with Jesus. That needs to change. That needs to change, and then we will. Then I will fully say it is here when I know the specifics that he has absolutely showed me are gonna be completely flipping and I do already start, I'm sorry, are you still in, Cause I didn't have energy. I just was feeling better and you know, but I didn't have the energy flip like it did that. And now it's starting to, and I know it ha- can't be overnight because I'm dangerous. So, but I believe it's, it's coming. All right, I'm only gonna let this be at four. I don't know, maybe God will tell me, maybe tomorrow or the one after. Um, Jesus, is that it? Mm. Okay. Um, I think I'm done. Okay. Goodbye.